Hi, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. This is the place where you get to hear extraordinary stories of ordinary people and how God has nudged them to either do something or not do something in their life and what happened because of it. My name is Corey Freeman, and I just wanted to get these stories out there. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. Before we start on today's story time, I just wanted to remind you once again that any of the links of all of our guests, including the sponsors of Don't Ignore the Nudge, which are my two businesses, Corey Freeman Strategic Business Coaching and the Accountability Club, all of the information is always in the show notes. If you're new to podcasting, all you do is you can pause any speaker you're listening to or any episode you're listening to. And you go to the three dots, you click on it, and all the person's information comes up. And today will be no exception because my interview today with Storytime, and usually Storytime is me sharing, but this was such a great story. I wanted to get it out there and I wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth and not miss anything. But today's Storytime is with Tim Evans. And Tim and I have known each other, oh gosh, 20 20 years maybe? I don't know. Yeah, easily. Probably. Yeah. And he is actually, Tim Evans is the founder of the Unforgettable Foundation, a wonderful, wonderful foundation that was started by him years ago. And you know, I'd love for you just to briefly, you know, not to make this an advertisement or anything, but I want to have you briefly explain what the Unforgettable Foundation is, who they serve, what they do, and a real quick thing about why you started it. Hey, I'm I'm very privileged to uh, be on the podcast with you, Corey, this morning. I started this cause as a response of working in ministry. I am a trained clergy. And so I was the first chaplain of a children's hospital in Southern California when they opened their doors. And from working with families in crisis and in grief, and when their child has been dying or has passed away, I realized that a fair number of the families were financially challenged and could not afford a simple, timely burial in the process that we are mostly accustomed to. And so started this cause as a response to that. Never lost a child, but was in clinical ministry again as a chaplain and saw the need, saw the gap in the system and so a group of us came together. It certainly wasn't just me. And we have started something called the Unforgettables. Okay. And then what do you guys offer? And first of all, how far, I know you have a few different areas now. So what areas do you serve and what do you offer families who have lost a child? Well, for our chapter in the Inland Empire, we cover all of San Bernardino and Riverside County, two of the largest geographic size counties in the United States on the lower 48. But we also have chapters in like Clark County in Nevada for Las Vegas, near Dayton, Ohio, Dayton and Cincinnati, Ohio. We have Chattanooga in Southern Tennessee. We even have a couple of affiliates in Ontario, Canada, one in Toronto and one in Ottawa. So we're often connected through children's hospitals, but This is a a global cosmopolitan problem. And uh, there are families in every community who are just financially struggling, barely getting along day to day with food and basic living needs. And then if the extra tragedy of a child dying happens, 
they really struggle with the cost of the funeral process, even for the most basic service, be it burial or cremation or whatever aspect they're looking at. So, yeah. So I know you help with those expenses because those expenses can add up fast. Exactly. Yeah. And I've known several families who have benefited from your services and some that I didn't even know. And well, the topic will come up and then they'll let me know they lost a child and I'll tell them, I'll say something about your organization and they'll say, oh, you know, the Unforgettables actually did help us with this. And so your wide range. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful to hear. It's always, you know, uplifting to my heart, my soul, that something that God asked me to start has been able to help. We're all over 7,000 families right now that we've helped. In the 22 years. So, I mean, that's a lot of extended family members that have been blessed by this idea that our volunteers, you've been a volunteer for us on on a number of our fundraising events. So thank you. And it's been a blessing to all of us. Oh, well, it's a great organization. And I hope everybody, you know, does check it out. We are going to put some links in and and Tim's always so good about doing different, just different, a wide variety of type of fundraising activities. And so we'll put whatever's coming up soon. We'll put the links for that too. But today we're actually going to tell the story of when you recently moved And we were just talking one day and he was telling me all about the hand of God was all over the day of the move. And then after that too. But anyway, I thought instead of me sharing this story, I'd just bring you on and have you share it. So um, I'll let you uh, tell the story how you would like to tell it. Well, my parents, Corey, gave me the greatest gift. I'm an immigrant from England was born in London. And uh, when we came over, my mom and dad were simple people of faith. And they always said, um, you will see at various times throughout your life, the hand of God sending you a message that I'm with you, I'm there with you, and you're not alone, and you don't have to worry or stress or have fear. And so I was very blessed to have parents instill that in me from the earliest age. And I tell people, you know, Besides being a chaplain of a children's hospital, I have childlike faith and I have a lot of childlike qualities. I kid that I'm rather uh, immature for 60, but I am neither. I'm not going to confirm nor deny that I might have a little insight into that. (laughs) I'm always kidding, always teasing. And uh, but it comes from this assurance that is. It's just, I'm so blessed to have it in my heart that I just know that God is there. And I see these little incidents and evidences, but beyond the seeing, I also have the internal believing. And so I'm very blessed to have complete childlike trust in God's influence, not only in my life, but of this planet. And in all of the people that uh, I'm blessed to interface with and talk to and even help. So I went through a divorce not long after starting Unforgettables. And my former wife and I are still very cordial and decided that I'd stay in the house that we had lived in, in the same town as you for a number of years. But uh, after about eight years, we decided mutually that we were just going to sell the house. I was going to downsize because I'd uh, 
<clears throat> reached a certain age that I I could live in less space and uh, do it that way. So it was uh, last summer we decided that we would sell the house and that I'd have to find another place. And I found a place the next town over. And in the moving process, you know, I'm kind of a do-it-by-yourself kind of guy and uh, kind of pretty independent and was moving boxes a bit at a time to this new residence and realized that I had had the house mostly cleared out except for three or four big things upstairs, like an armoire and a big bed and a big dresser. So I needed help. And I had set August, which in Southern California is about the hottest time. I'd set a weekend day in August and it was so hot that uh, I have many dear friends, but I was even pushing my luck with them and they canceled. <laughs> They're like, it's 110 today and we are not going to get into your house. Carrie stepped down the second flight of stairs, get it out to a trailer and all of that. And I'd already rented the U-Haul. So I was up early hauling a few things over to the new place and just scratching my head saying, God, you're going to have to help me here. I'm not sure what's going to go on. Well, the place is about nine miles away out in the country. And as I was pulling out of the new residence and onto the road to take me back to Highland to do another run, not knowing what to do, it was 630 in the morning and I passed a trailer pulled out on the side of the road that had a company's name on the door of the pickup pulling the trailer. And it was to Sarah Outdoors, which is a pool building in a backyard renovation company based out of a company which is headquartered 80 miles from here. Oh. And I was like, wow, what are they doing way out of their zone? So I, you know, I'm a networker. You know me. I'll talk to everybody and I like to be friendly with people. So pulled my car over. And just about that time, a guy was stepping into the cab of his truck with this empty trailer behind him so i walked up to the driver's window and i said hey i said the guys that own this company are friends of mine in fact i grew up with them in michigan and i said i sang at their mom's funeral 50 years ago i said will you say hi to jim and tom and the guy kind of smirked and he goes you don't know who i am but i'm the third brother that you've never met named bob and i was like wow what's the odds of that well hi bob nice to meet you please say hi to your brothers when you get back and i said what are you doing here he said well i have a friend from high school who is needing a dish a closed dryer and washer not dish but uh washing machine and he said i thought i had one in the storage unit here in this little town that I, where I maintain a little, but I don't. And about that instant, that chill goes down the back of your head on your neck as the hair stands up. Cause you know that this is a God moment. At least I do. Yeah. And I'm like, well, buddy, I said, this is really something. I said, I'm in the process of moving. And I said, the new place I'm moving into is leaving the washer and the dryer. And I said, so my house that I'm moving out of has a washer and a dryer and the people don't need it. So I said, I have one that is not being used so that I could give you. I said, it's for you. And he goes, no, it's for the guy that just pulled out. And I had just seen a truck pull away. And he said, he needs it. I said, well, let me make you a quick deal. I said, I've got three or four things to move. I need the hands. I need the muscle. 
you've got a trailer. If you two guys, the guy that just drove away and yourself, help me lift this stuff, put it on your trailer, bring it back to this residence, I'll give you the washer and the dryer out of a sense that that's what God wants me to do. So he said, wow, sure. So he called the guy. The guy said, sure, I'll drive back. And they end up over at my house. So, of course, once I knew it was a God thing, I knew everything would work out. The four or five pieces of furniture fit like a jigsaw puzzle on the back of that trailer. It's amazing. It literally, there wasn't an inch to spare. They just fit perfectly when we hauled them out of the house. And these guys even were shaking their heads. Um They'd grown up as believers, but they weren't necessarily practicing as believers at the time. But they certainly got their faith juices going and they (laughs) started scratching their head like, man, this is like a miracle. And I'm like, yeah, it is. So we did that and got it loaded up. And the guy then went into my family room to disconnect the washer and the dryer. And about five minutes in, I hear this voice saying, hey, dude, come here. You got to see this. So I, I was kind of oblivious and I'm not the best guy at uh, keeping up with family chores or house chores. I'm more of a, a dreamer and a charity coordinator and stuff, getting the events going and helping the families. And so he said, look over here. So at the back of the washer and the dryer, he had the washer already pulled away from the wall. He said, you see that hose? And I said, yeah. He said, have you ever cleaned out your dryer hose as long as you've lived here. And I was like, well, I've been here like 25 years. No, I never have. He just looked at me like, what kind of an idiot are you? And he (laughs) realized that's the number one reason that houses have house fires. That's true. And I still gave him this clued out look. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't doubt you. He goes, you know, you got boxes through your garage, which is on the back side of this wall with all of your moving stuff. He said, I bet you've left your dryer on at night when you're up in bed. And I'm like, yeah. He said, you and your dog, an angel has been looking over you. And I said, well, I don't doubt that. But I said, why would you say that specifically? He said, look at this. And he he pulled out the hose from the dryer. And there was literally a burn mark around a big section of the hose where this thing had started on fire. It was completely full of lint. Oh, my God. And he said your angel has looked out for you and said, this should have burned your house down. And I was like, wow. Oh man. And I'm like, yeah, this is a God moment where not only was this guy on the side of the road at six 30 in the morning, and I drove by him back later. I said to him, I said, Bob, how long were you there parked on the side of the road, running into your storage unit and out? He said about four minutes. Oh my so goodness. All of this big time. I drive by I recognize the name on the door and I stop and talk to him because a voice said, you know, stop and say hi. So that's one. I get over to the house and everything fits on the trailer. What they needed was a washer and dryer, which I had, you know, the people I, I was buying the house from, if they'd have never said you can have our washer and dryer, it wouldn't have been available. This was like two months in advance when I was going through escrow buying the house. So all of these pieces, Mm -hmm. God had set in motion. And I believe that I'm a man of faith, simple faith. And it just was able to confirm and affirm that God is helping me not only in unforgettables for all these 20 some years, but even in my day to day living, my housing situation, 
going through a divorce, going through a move, all of the changes and upheavals of life, that God is there. God cares about the small things like a move, a small thing like the vent to my dryer, like having my furniture fit perfectly onto the back of a trailer. But the biggest piece, Corey, even though I'm now a charity exec and see myself as such, I'm still an ordained Christian minister and see myself deep down inside as such. The talk I had with Bob was important because Bob called me back later and said it got him to think about his life and his early life in the church and his relationship with God. And it was two months later that Bob's family called me and told me that he had an unexpected heart attack and died. And Mm -hmm. so God wasn't just thinking out about me. God was, I believe, using me to get this man of 58 to start thinking about his place in the universe and God's place in his life and him knowing about the charity, him helping the charity, his family helping the charity. They've been sponsors of some of our events and him being open to talk to me as even though we'd never met before, knowing his brothers, liking what the charity stood for, and all of those pieces coming together that probably it was about him having the Holy Spirit reach out to him one last time. Mm -hmm. And because he hadn't been necessarily too connected with Mm -hmm. faith, with God, with the church, and him having a chance to come to peace with God before his heart gave out and he had a massive heart attack. So it's stories like that, I think, that really touch you. And I've got to say, my ex and I have a good relationship. But I remember one of the things she always used to tell me is that she struggled with hearing God's voice and that she'd ask God many times, you know, show me that you're there and I want to believe, reach out to me. And she's always said to me that she's had a hard time putting her finger on any time in particular when God has talked to her so that she could help her belief. You know, and I think of uh, the stories of all of the biblical heroes who have had issues with believing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even uh, disciples help, help my belief. You know, I want to know that you're God and I want to know that you're my savior and I want to know that you care, but I'm having a struggle of a time here. And Jesus cares and Jesus wants to give people opportunities at every turn to believe. And he does it so many times, you know, it's like the, it's such a famous story about, you know, the, the boat comes by with the drowning man and then the, you know, the helicopter and then the person dies and goes to heaven. How come you didn't, you know, save me? I told him God was going to save me and God's saying, Hey, I sent a boat. I sent a, plane or helicopter. And, and the same thing goes with this. It's like, we're wanting to hear, you know, the voice of God. And I want to have that. And, but sometimes it's through other people that he works to build our faith. And like that day, he not only built your faith, even more, he built the other guy's faith. He built the guy that's getting the washer and the dryer. You know, there's, there's multiple people involved and what a blessing for you to hear from him that, you know, you've got me thinking so that after he passes, you can then tell his family, Hey, you know, if yep. he was thinking about his faith, you know, this, this whole day made him, he said he was thinking more about his faith lately. So, well, the whole conversation of Thomas with Jesus, you know, 
put your hand in my side. There are a lot of people out there, and I don't necessarily have, I don't live like one of those who have to actually touch or actually have to really see clear, distinct interventions of God in their life, but does send messages to us. And I just pray for people every day who have a hard time seeing those messages from God, because I know God does through his spirit and through angels and through people, his ambassadors here on earth, does try to communicate with people and and give them comfort, give them assurance. But some people struggle. Some people Mm -hmm. really have a hard time seeing that this is God reaching out to them and their life experience, their pain, their hurt in the past, their struggle deep down inside of their spiritual journey kind of precludes that and blocks out God's face for them. And so I pray every day for people that have a much more difficult time than I do in seeing God's presence, God's love, God's intervention, God's personal caring uh, in their life. And so, uh, yeah, that whole story really is just one example from someone that's been privileged and honored and humbled to uh, be with the death and dying of children for 20 years and actually having handed uh, children who have passed to moms, for example, who are just devastated and the, the little body is laid there on a gurney for a few hours and has turned cold. And God asking me to lift the body up and hand it to put it into the mom's arms. I mean, that is sacred ground. And so I've seen and experienced things that most people never go through, Mm. even as a clergy. But knowing that God is there is so important for people and the assurance that God cares, God loves, God is not going to leave us alone. And I think going back full circle to what we first talked about when you were saying, you know, you have a childlike personality, but you also have a childlike faith and that's what we're called to have. And so that you don't have to touch the sides. You don't have to have, you know, air quotes, the proof, you know, you know, the detailed proof, you know, you can, you know, you have that childlike presence. So that would carry over into your faith and you're able to have that faith like a child. And, and I think that's, that's a testament to how well you're doing with your nonprofit is because you're able to see things through the eyes of a child and not just because you're serving the child and the family, but because your faith is like that of a child. Well, and you're a person, you're a person of faith and I don't exclude or preclude people who aren't overtly, you know, believers but certainly I try to have as many believers around me as possible because even with the strongest faith, we still have times when oh, our yeah. faith is challenged and shaken. And I just am grateful to God that he gave me to the parents that I was given to mm-hmm. and that they were people of strong faith, belief, love, caring. I mean, my dad was always picking up the stranger And after church throughout my life, I think every week of my entire childhood, they brought someone home for lunch who they deemed to be struggling and needing to be encouraged or needed to be given food or something like that. So I I can just thank God that I was put in a family that um, did have belief and trust and faith and that uh, 
it translates on to my life now as an old man. Well, you know what? That's a great place to leave this episode and put it to rest or to put it to bed because, you know, that what a great encouragement to those who are listening who are parents and that they're yeah. trying to hang in there and trying to, you know, the world is noisy and they're trying to do their best as far as raising their kids. And yeah. you know, maybe they'll be encouraged to, you know, show their kids that they're being a blessing to those who might be needing a hand up or a, just a hot meal, like you said, you know, so that'll yeah. be encouraging to everybody out there. So. Well, thank you, Corey. I, as a career youth minister, I do encourage parents to share the stories of your faith journey, the highs and the lows with your kids to let them know that that's a high priority for you and that you are human just like anybody else and that you have challenges, you have doubts, you have pains, you have highs, you have celebrations, you have thankfulness to God for where God has placed you and with whom he's placed you. And that's very good for kids. Oh, and man. I do and have always seen somewhat of a difference in the kids whose families talk about faith because it allows them to be grounded and to feel confident that they are not alone in the world. Mm, love it. Well, I'm going to leave it right there. So thank you so much for being here. And for all of you listening, thank you so much for listening. And I just really appreciate you and taking the time both you, Tim, and also the listeners in being such uh, supportive people listening to these episodes. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. 